This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to brand new Geekscape. I'm going to get right to it. We've got filmmaker Joe Dante on the show. Uh, he's got a pretty busy weekend ahead of him. He's hosting uh, Scream Factories. How would you describe this, Joe, this Scream Factory event you got coming this Saturday? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's not something I've done before. It's, uh, it's sort of unprecedented. The, the Shout Factory and Scream Factory, which all, it's all one company. Uh, people are, are friends of mine and they've put out uh, some of the movies that I've made uh, on their label and they've done a lot of you know, restoring and a lot of uh, upgrading and, and, uh, and they've done a great job with, with my particular stuff. And also they've got a very interesting, if eclectic library of, uh, of, of material. And uh, they came to me and said, well, what do you think about um, hosting a, a sort of a, a weekend of um, Shout Factory Selects? Uh, or Scream Factory selects, depending on. They, they, I, I did it under both rubrics, and I think I've got intros to say both. But uh, and I said uh, sure, and then and, and they they gave me a list, so I I couldn't I just use any movie that ever was made. I I had to go from their list, uh, and uh, they um I I, I picked uh, a couple of pictures. Obviously, they're, they're 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 not a lot of brand new ones because they're movies that I um, you know that meant something to me as I was as I was going through my teen years and my college years and and, and seeing these things when they were new. Um, and but I did try to find things that maybe the titles are familiar to people, but they probably never actually took the time to sit down and actually watch some of these movies. Uh, and I thought that uh, since. There's so many things available for people to see these days uh, that it helps to curate um, in a sense that you can point people to to sort of you know uh, part the clouds of, of availability and, and say here here's some things that you could just sort of look at and because they, they are all available in one on package uh, and um, I, I'm hoping people will see some things that uh, they had either meant to see or maybe never heard of before. 
And the majority of them are from the 50s and 60s. Geekscape, is there something you'll, you've heard of? These, like the original House on the Haunted Hill. Attack of the Crab Monsters, I think it's famous just because the, the monsters are the so hilarious. It, it's yeah, super famous. Yeah, we've all heard of the Attack of the Crab Monsters. What's that? And it may be why, like the VHS era was kind of like the matinee era back was back in, in the day. And you were like, oh, you know what, with a title like that or a poster like that, I just got to watch whatever the heck this is. And you've no, curated a pretty good list here. Um, and Geekscape, you can be a part of it. If you want to learn more about it, go to ScreamFactoryTV.com. And they've got the list there, as well as instructions on what streaming platforms where you can catch this thing. We trust uh, Shout Factory simply because they put out some amazing editions of not just your work, but a lot of stuff that's just gone out of print needs to be celebrated. And they're incredible curators. And so don't just trust Joe. Trust uh Shout Factory. Joe, do you kind of feel in a sense this Saturday like you're um Lawrence Woosley from your film Matinee, John Goodman's character? Like, hey kids, let me take you under my wing. Let me show you some of the amazing stuff that influenced me as a filmmaker. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's always it's always fun alerting people to stuff that you um that you like yourself and and uh and that you maybe think has been sort of forgotten along the way or not paid attention to. Uh, and uh, this is an, uh, this was a chance for me to um, showcase some things that I thought uh, people might like. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, the film matinee, our own Matt Kelly, who hosts our Horror Movie Night podcast, uh, he considers it like a film that didn't get its due. A matinee with John Goodman. He's th- it's just a beautiful film well, that really a nice is a film, celebration. It's, it's, of not, it. it's not a particularly commercial film, and, and mm-hmm. I was actually lucky to get it made at all because there was. Uh, uh, there were some problems funding it and stuff, and Universal was going to distribute it after we had made it. But then the funding ran out, and Universal stepped up and said, "Okay, we'll we'll just take over, and it'll be a Universal picture," which was great, and I, which I am eternally grateful for. But it it was really at the time more of a Miramax kind of movie. It was it was a, the kind of movie that you open in a small couple of theaters and try to get some attention, and then you go wide. But they they just opened it wide, like in, I think in February or something of '93. And it, you know, it played to basically empty houses, but, um, but it was fun seeing um, parents bring their kids to see a movie about what the movies were like when they were kids. And when they went to the movies, it's single screen theaters, which are almost, almost non-existent now. Uh, and, and it was, it was sort of a bonding experience. And, and it's, it is, it is a, a, a nice movie. It's about movies. Uh, it's got it's gained a lot of attention over the years from film buffs and stuff. But um, um, it's a movie I was I, I was happy I got to make, and I'm happy that it's as famous as it is, which isn't very. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't. I mean, I think you made the best Christmas movie of all time. Gremlins is the first film of yours that I saw in the theaters. My what, father not Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I hear that Die Hard argument, and I I just feel like those people forget that it's a wonderful life and gremlins exists and gremlins takes the cake as far as i'm concerned that gremlins is a an, not only an incredible monster movie and horror film uh but it's a it's kind of a fun family film and i think it's the best christmas movie absolutely that the diehard thing never that never held water with me you know you made you made the best christmas uh movie of all time uh we 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 love gremlins here at geekscape and uh, and we can't wait for the Secrets of the Mogwai animated on HBO Max that you were I, part I of. Think I think you're going to like it. It's uh, it was it was supposed to come out this uh, fall, but uh, there's a lot of um, turmoil over at Warner Brothers, which sure. is now Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of 
cancellations and things being taken off the shelves and all that kind of stuff. But our, our, our show is, it's already got one season in the can and it's, they're working on the second season. And I, I don't, I don't think that they're going to do what they did with Batgirl and just say, well, let's just write the whole thing off and forget about it. Uh, cause it is a good show and I think it's going to be popular when it finally appears, which will, I think be early next year. And when you think about, obviously gremlins is the big one that a lot of that brought you a lot of fans but when you think of gremlins too i heard your mark Marin interview and i think the mark the session you did with mark Marin is phenomenal because it really talks about the politics of gremlins too where you finally said hey all right i'll make the thing but i'm not i'm gonna make it reluctantly and you're gonna know i'm gonna make it reluctantly uh was that fun for you to do or like what did it that was a blast i mean how many times does somebody come to you and say we'll let you do whatever you want plus we'll give you <laughs> twice the money we gave you for the other picture you know and it was only after they had had a whole litany of failures of trying to hire people to write a sequel to a movie they didn't understand in the first place and so when they finally came back to mike finnell and i the producer they they admitted we, you guys must have had something to do <laughs> with the success of the first picture and so we're going to trust you and uh, now there's a, there's a word you don't hear very often in the movie business, trust. Well, <laughs> but that's something that surrounds you. And uh, my friend Jim Pagrinelli calls uh, calls it the Joe Dante repertory players. You know, people that you've trusted and the people that you've been faithful to in, in your incredible casting. And people like Dick Miller, obviously, uh, Robert Picardo, Kevin McCarthy, Kathleen well, but you Freeman. Find, you find if you look at the filmographies of, of most directors, if you, you find the same actors appearing over and over. John Ford had a a bunch of people who always you know show up in varying combinations and so do you think Mark Bergman I mean it, it, it's you find people that you are, are copacetic with and you and whose work you like watching and you think well this is an opportunity to get more uh, opportunity to work get to watch them work uh, and so uh, I've been I've been very lucky with the cast uh, unfortunately they don't live forever uh, so some of them have passed away but um, but it's, it's, it just makes it a joy to go to work every morning when you're with, with your friends. You, I mean, obviously you saw the Dick Miller documentary and That's I think, I think it's incredible that they celebrated the work. And, uh, one thing that you were involved in that I didn't know you were involved in until I started this research, but was actually a reference. I've actually made a lot in the last month, uh, as I do my own writing is a film is a, a show that I don't, I think may have been too early. We're talking about Erie, Indiana. Well, it was definitely too early because it was Junior X-Files before there was X-Files. Uh, and I loved it. It was a wonderful show. The people who the people who watched it loved it. There weren't enough of them. And also they weren't on the Nielsen radar because a lot of them were kids. Uh, and it was up again. It was up against 60 Minutes, which is not a good idea. Uh, and the lead in was terrible. Uh, and they managed to squeeze out like a season and a half worth of it. And then they basically put it out to pasture. Then a couple of years later, they started rerunning it on uh, Fox in the, on Saturday mornings. And all of a sudden there was this renewed interest. Oh, you're in it. What is this show? We never, this is great. And, and we, we want to see more of them. And there were only the 18 that we had made. And they said, well, we, we need more of these, but well, we can't hire the same kids because they're too old now. And we don't, we don't hire those people who made the show because we have to pay them. So, We'll do our own version. So they went to Canada. They built a set that was a replica of the set that we had had. And they made uh, Erie, Indiana, the other dimension. And they used some footage from the original show to have our kids turn into their kids <laughs> so that they could essentially make another season of the show with rock bottom prices. I mean, they just, it's the cheapest. It's, it's, everything about it says Canadian, you know? Uh, and it just, <laughs> 
it, it does it's forgot it's completely forgotten today uh but the original eerie is you can get it on amazon uh and i've given it away to people for you know christmas presents birthday presents for their kids and stuff and they and they all and kids always love it because it's it's sort of timeless it's not it's not necessarily dated i mean it's 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 a little like gremlins it looks like a backlot world uh and um and the shows are while they're uneven like all tv series shows are there's some really good episodes and um and it was it's just such a it's such a such a fun show yeah the kids who were kept the same age in tupperware containers they would sleep in the tupperware containers that never left me that was the pilot it was awesome it was awesome. You have this, this family running into a, moving into a new neighborhood and they get in the mom gets invited over for like a, what a Mary Kay party where they all are sharing Tupperware. And, and he realizes in the photographs, that the kids have been the same age for decades. And it's because they sleep in these, they're perfectly preserved in these Tupperware, giant Tupperware beds and they're sleeping in like pod people. It's incredible. Uh, it was the, I'm guessing the Canadian one wasn't successful is the secret that Warner Brothers learned and the same that this company learned that maybe the secret sauce is this man I'm talking to right here, Joe Dante. It, it, can we have a Gremlins that doesn't involve Joe Dante? Because obviously we're going to have a little bit of Joe Dante in the secrets of the Mogwai. Um, is some of that fun, some of that celebration of cinema, the no, stuff that we're going to see? Yeah. It's, it's all, listen, when you do something that people like, it's very rewarding. You know, and you, when you do something you like and people don't like, that's not so rewarding. That's that's more disappointing. But in a lot of cases, that some of the things that I've done that weren't particularly appreciated at the time uh, have sort of aged like fine wine, and are now popular. I mean, movies that that came out and 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 literally made no money, like Inner Space, are now considered oh, it must have been a big hit because everyone loves it. No, it wasn't. It was a complete flop, uh, and uh, and yet um, it's now very well thought of, and people assume that. It was. It must have been a hit because we all like it, uh, and that's that's true of not just me, but you know, many of my contemporaries had movies that were you know the thing. It was a movie that was a, a total disaster, John Carpenter's yeah. version, and now of course it's you know it's venerated, but at the time it was it was vilified and didn't make enough money. So uh, it, it, looking looking to the past for validation by, via box office is not really very uh, very useful. No, I, you were working on the Twilight Zone with George Miller, and he has a phenomenal movie out right now in Three Thousand Years of Long. It was one of the best movies of the year, and I, I encourage everyone to go see it and go see it quick because I don't think it's going to be in theaters for very long. No, it's it's beautiful. It's an incredible movie. It's one of the best of the year, as you said, and I feel like it's just going to go, and we're going to look up in five, ten years, and say, "What? Oh, I, I wish I could have seen that." on screen i'm actually it's glad it's a great movie to see on a screen but it i think it, it's it's suffered a little bit from the success of fury road because fury road is such a phenomenal action film that when people oh he's got another movie and then there's there's no vehicles in it <laughs> you know they, yeah what kind of movie it, is this it's a beautiful film with tons of tone and in it, it's like a collect i don't want to tell you geeks it's just go see it but um, but I like that they take risks. I like that George takes risks. I like that you're of the generation that takes risks and isn't in the assembly line for the uh, superhero movies, which well, uh, it is an assembly line. But but I, I think, and you have my, my friend Sam Raimi is in the superhero world mm -hmm. now, uh, but he didn't start out that way. I mean, he started out with the same kind of quirky material that that, uh, that George and I did. You know, I mean, 
evil. It's hard to believe that the guy who made Evil Dead 2 is the same guy who made the last Doctor Strange movie. They're just not, they don't look like they're from the same filmmaker. And I think that's because when you work on a mega budget for a, a giant corporation, it's, it's, it becomes very difficult to personalize the movie because that's not, that's not the business that they're in. Yeah, but it's the business you're in yeah, as a storyteller. Work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, I still love that your voice is out there. And Geekscape is, we got to take Joe's voice anytime we can get it, whether it's on the big screen or on the small screen, as we're going to get this weekend with Screen Factory's uh, celebration of all these curated movies from Joe. Uh, the schedule is up at ScreenFactoryTV.com, as well as where you can watch it. So I invite you all to do it. Really, thank you so much for squeezing in here. And, and I'm happy having to this it. conversation I'm happy to bring, shed a little light on some of these movies that maybe people have, have heard about, but haven't really actually sat down to watch. Well, Joe, you're welcome back anytime here on Geekscape. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Geekscape is how cool was that? My conversation with Joe Dante. It was a quick one, but a good one. I really just wanted to learn more about Erie, Indiana. If you haven't checked that out, you got to go find it on Amazon. All right, Geekscapists, we're going to be back next week with a sit-down with Neil LeBute. He's got a brand-new horror movie out called House of Darkness. It's awesome. We had a great conversation. So if you're not a regular Geekscapist, you probably should subscribe. If you enjoyed this conversation with Joe, go ahead and hit that share button. Share us with your friends. It really helps us out. Also, to leave us a nice five-star review on any of your podcatchers, wherever you're listening to this from. And until next time, don't hate, create. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.